Hey guys, DJ here. This is a disclaimer. Applied Materials is a 100% non-profit, fan-made project set within the Orpheus Protocol game system. The Orpheus Protocol is an actual play podcast and tabletop role-playing game system created by Rob Stith and published by Varkalak Press. If you would like to know more, please check out the main podcast at www.orpheusprotocol.com and patreon.com slash orpheusprotocol if you'd like to show more support for the main podcast. Thank you for your time and please enjoy the following episode. Welcome to Applied Materials, an Orpheus Protocol fan server production. My name is DJ and I will be your host for tonight. Joining me on our journey into the unknown are Jonah as Chihiro Omoi, Chanel as Jesse Lale, Aurora as Adrian Newman. Tonight's episode of Mice and Monsters, Part 1. Of Mice and Monsters contains violence, impossibly old beings, murderous rage, and secrets better left unseen. Consider this your warning. Previously on Applied Materials, Chihiro, Jesse, and Adrian continued their investigation of the camp, finding that it was abandoned several years ago, with equipment and documents still left on the shelves. They find a cave connected to the camp and a fresh corpse, along with a trail that leads into a nearby forest, and beyond that, a set of abandoned apartments. On the roof, covered in blood, Chihiro finds the source of all their problems. So roll for initiative. Uh, <laughs> I'm immediately going to ping the other two like, I found it. I found him. <laughs> I found him. Here's where he is. Please come over here now. I have a bit of a funny idea, actually. Oh, shit. Hold on to your butts, folks. <laughs> I don't know how well this is actually going to work, but we'll see. We know! <laughs> uh, I have an 11 on initiative. Oh, uh, six. So, seven. Okay, Chihiro, you're up first. Fantastic. Uh, first thing I'm going to do, spend the five humanity to uh, shift from normal astral projection to the overload so that I can use my other powers. Okay. Um, second thing I'm going to do is uh, hope that he doesn't immediately murder me or discorporeate me or whatever you want to say, call it. And I'm going to spend the four initiative and the two mental strain and the two humanity rank two telepathy i want to read his mind and i have a plus one to this because i'm at one sympathetic field took a risk and didn't immediately activate but hopefully that pays off what do i know about this guy how fucked am i (laughs) (laughs) so the moment he makes eye contact with you you peer into his mind and the first thing that you get from this man's thoughts is the overwhelming urge to murder, to kill, to destroy, and to hurt, and to maim, to bleed, to bask in the glory of the slaughter. You grasp that the name that this man goes by is Cain, and that currently the only person that is helping him sate this guy's murderous urges and needs is some guy named Matthew Michaud. Is is he, like, do I get anything that, like, would be like, this guy doesn't just call himself Cain, he, he, he is the Cain. Is there any, like, sort of things that I find in his mind that would be, that would give evidence for that? 
as you probe deeper and deeper into his memories, you see the visions of carnage, of killing over what must have been decades, centuries even, dating back all the way to the murder of a similar looking man as this hulking figure stuffs this strange looking jawbone into the eye socket of the man underneath him just wrenches it free tearing his head clean in half lovely i don't i'm gonna ask for a raise when i get back to uh orpheus proper and we just spend those vacation days is that is the whole undying thing do those stories pan out or that we can't actually fucking hurt him like has he like has he sustained mortal injuries that he's come back from before you don't know if you can find evidence of the sort. You see a lot of flashes of different places, different time periods, people in different styles of dress. Most of mm-hmm. these memories seem to have the same, the, uh, the same linking thread. That is, you catch this man's memories in the middle of committing acts of senseless, glorious violence. It's all kind of shaded by his mindless rage, like homicidal rage. Yes. Okay, maybe my plan of having him go over the edge actually might work if I can get him mad enough. We'll see. All right. So that was four initiative you spent, right? Yep. And I'm trying to stay in his head to see if like, I can hear him thinking, punch now before he does it or something like that. Not that it's going to do me much good. Well, guess what? It's you again, but, but this time it's you and Jesse. Oh, okay. Do you want to go first, Jesse, or should I? I mean, I have to get to you, so yeah, we're going to start the run to the top floor. Yeah, it makes sense. Jesse, roll me an athletics check with speed, please. <laughs> As you're doing that, I'm going to be saying through the mental link, uh, yeah, guys, it's it's the cane. It's the actual cane. You know, the one from the Bible? Capital T, capital C? Yeah. Like, yes. Wait, that one's real? Like, which one's real? Yeah, well, oh, 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 debatable. Uh, but uh, the vague details, he killed his brother thousands of years ago with a jawbone, uh, and now he wants to, and he's full of murderous rage. Uh, I have athletics at five. Uh, I have a speed of three, and I got a plus one. Okay, I'll throw one in to get there. So, Jesse is doing max get to the psychic dumbass. I hope that you do drop me, like, before you actually go right up to him, though. Oh, yeah. Like, you're gonna be in the hallway. Excellent. You're not coming here. (laughs) Probably a good idea. So, Jesse, what you do is you remove the Chihiro backpack and set it on the floor in the hallway, and then you bound right up the stairs heading towards the roof where you know Chihiro's astral form is, along with this huge man. With a seven, you you will reach the roof on your next go-around. With a seven, it costs you two initiative to get up to the roof where Chihiro is. So that means at initiative step five, Jesse will be there. Uh, Chihiro is going to try and see if... She can buy just a little bit of time for her more physically capable comrades to arrive, or maybe more physically capable comrade. She's not so sure about Adrian. And she's going to go ahead and try for a mesmerism on uh, on Kane. 
So that that's going to be a, a discipline check for her versus a stability or discipline check for him. Um, and it costs two initiative plus, and on a success, I can pay initiative uh, to do stuff. Uh, I rolled pretty good. I'm going to re-roll anyway, just in case. Okay, I'll stick with my plus two. I'm going to go uh, tick my principle of no more collateral damage. I don't want myself or either of my teammates to get murdered by this psycho. And there's not really a whole lot I can do besides this to stop that. You know what? I really want this to work. So I'm going to court death and immediately spend my momentum worry to get a plus three on this roll. And because I assume this is mortal danger. So with the plus three on the roll, three from strain and two from the motivation, that's going to bring me to a 13. Well, you beat him handily. Oh, okay. I was very worried about mental resistances. I'm going to spend five initiative to uh, make him lose 10 initiative as I begin to mesmerize him. That's going to bring my sympathetic field up to three. His tar- he was going to go after you. Well, now he's not going. To- <laughs> now, I don't know how much good this is going to do, but we'll see. What does it look like when you mesmerize this huge man? I think what Shihiro does is she digs into that. She basically like makes eye contact with him and just puts her hand up and begins to sway it along. And... She basically taps into that murderous rage and essentially just like almost temporarily like overlays uh, a looping image of himself like beating, like literally tearing her apart. So both of them go glassy eyed. All right. He can still defend himself, though. I will clarify that. As you fall into this trance, you can vaguely perceive that the huge man in front of you is in the process of taking a few steps towards you, raising his dagger with vicious intent. And then the moment your psychic power hits him, he visibly recoils and then stops in his tracks. The hand holding the dagger, it goes from up high to just low down by his side, knocking you both out of initiative order for this round. Adrian, it's your turn. All right. I wish I did this earlier, but I am going to use polymorphism uh, at rank two to turn into a wolf. And I am going to be spending two blood points to gain 10, uh, 10 health and 10 temporary sanity for both. All right. Adrian, you shapeshift into a wolf. As you are doing so, you kind of look across the hall. You see Chihiro's unconscious body lying slumped against one of the walls. And you just barely catch the tail end of Jesse disappearing up the stairs. You have four legs, but I might still beat you up there. Yeah, you will, because Adrian's now down to one initiative, and you're at five. So, Jesse, it's your turn again. Um, well, it was two initiative for me to get upstairs, so am I upstairs now? Correct. You arrive on the roof, and, and what you see is this massive individual, probably at least nine feet tall from your perspective, a mountain of muscle and testosterone and you can smell it in the air the smell of blood and the urge to kill and floating a few feet in front of him is chihiro's astral form in some sort of glassy-eyed catatonic state and neither of them appear to be moving okay 
I'm a take an assumption that Shahiro has something to do with the reason why he's not moving. And since it's astral form, I'm going to get to beside it instead of standing in front of it. And based on the information we've been given, Desi's not a dumbass. So she's going to go with Baleful Dead. I am going to, I'm going to sacrifice my deception skill. That'll put my Eldritch at four. And uh, Jesse does entirely become a puppy because she can't even like disguise shit now. And we're going to roll on this. Uh, I'm going to use Peace was never an option because it feels really fucking apt right now. I'm going to roll a D6 because I don't have a D. Oh, three. And I get a four on that. So that's a plus two. Plus two on top of I have plus four willpower. Okay. Which is at four. So this is an eight. Mm, I want to fuck this thing up as soon as possible if I can. Since this is already a good roll. So we're at eight. I'm going to add three. So that's an 11. And I have Baleful Dead at rank one, rank two, and the Mastery B. So we're not pulling fucking punches today. I was told this is potentially the real cane. You have four degrees of success on this guy. So your Baleful Dead is... Which rank of Baleful Dead are you using? One or two? Two. So you are dealing 10 slash 4 sanity damage. And that is already going to prompt... That will prompt a temporary insanity check on my part at a minus... One for the Baleful Dead, and then another one because it is over 10 damage. Because you have the Mastery B, do you want to spend one humanity to cause days? Yes, absolutely. That's the whole reason I got that. We'll tick one humanity off of your sheet. And so now I also need to roll days. That is not good. I mean, the Honestly, fight isn't over yet. Yes. We're still going. So I'm going to roll for temporary insanity first at a minus two. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> that's a minus four. I can only go so far. Also, I'm going to raise the haunting because bitch has no, like, there is no kill like overkill. Okay, so I rolled poorly for the 1d3. So he's going to be, oh man, I've got to think about what I want him to do for the next four rounds. Uh, And oh wait, no, I need to roll days as well. Okay, we can see the games. But somebody's soul just got to come back and attack him that has wanted to do this for a very long time. So, Jesse, as you tap into the spirits of this area, you can feel them milling around, floating aimlessly through the astral space. But the moment you call forth the, your, your spiritual energy and direct it at Kane, the spirits of these Japanese miners fly into a rage upon contact with it almost feels like some sort of supernatural aura that permeates the air around him. At first, the spirits are kind of curious. They float a little closer to see what the hell is going on. And the moment they cross a certain threshold, it's almost as if a switch flips and they go berserk at your command. Yeah, he's not doing well. As the assault of the spirits continues, Jesse, you can see that this huge man starts to shiver a little, and you can see a small trickle of blood running down the front of his face from his nose. Good. You're pretty sure you did a number on him, but because you know that the assault of the spirits is a mental attack, you're not sure how much damage you caused. Yeah, that's fine. I am going to do it again. And you better do it again because it's your turn again. So, 
Second verse, same as the first. Oh, boo. Not as good of a roll. Okay. Neutral on the dice. But I still have the ability to use a boatload of strain. And, well, not a boatload, but a good amount. And I am always one to use my motivations. This fucker dies and Jessica never knows it existed. So that allows me to add or to go for the roll thingy. And I got another plus two. So that's good. Even on the roll, but I got a plus two. So that's a six. And uh, as I said before, we're going for no whammy. So we're going to put in the max strain I can. And that means I can add another, I can still add another three. So that's six, seven, eight, nine, nine, nine to the head. And we're still using it at the same level. We're dazing this motherfucker. All right. He's already at a negative. So we're going to continue to push him as far down the day's track as I can. So you get two degrees of success on this guy, dealing him another eight slash four sanity damage. Which means I'm going to have to roll another temporary sanity check. He can't go any lower, unfortunately. It cannot get worse than this. No, but he can start taking... He does take damage down the track. But he can get worse in the days, which means I've got to roll that again. And whatever negative he has from his current days adds to his new days. And I'm also raising the haunting level. Oh, nice. So we're at haunting level two. So... You continue the spiritual assault against Kane, and you can actually see him start to rock back on his heels a little bit. Uh, that was eight slash four, so that's twelve. So he's taking, uh, and then he's gonna down. Okay, he is reeling. He's taken a step, two steps backwards. And you can see, despite him being glassy-eyed, his gaze is darting between Chihiro's astral form and your purely physical form. And his eyes are just rapidly shifting between the both of you, trying to decide something. Jesse, Adrian, you are both up. Adrian, go on. All right. I step out of the cloud of the mist. Full dog form. I am I am an oversized husky. <laughs> I am going to activate uh, as the dead travel fast rank one uh, to jump out the window and run up the wall instead of going up the stairs. And I'm going to go ahead and make the athletics check. I have mastery B, so I get a plus two, I believe. Uh, four, and I am going to use a reroll to see if I do better. Uh, six, I'm going to use my, uh, ma not my mastery, my rank three ability, which means once around, uh, I can just, uh, reduce the cost, uh, sorry, increase it by plus two and, uh, can actually spend zero initiative making it to the roof. You turn into a wolf and run up the side of the building supernaturally fast. You are a fuzzy blur. As you clear the distance between the floor that you were on all the way to the roof in the span of a blink, two blinks. I have nothing mental or spiritual, so I'm going to do the only thing a dog can. I'm going to charge at it. I'm going to try to bite Kane. Oh, shit. I'm going to use 
rank two of as the dead travel fast. Uh, I still have a total of plus uh, six, I believe. So rank two is going to allow me to drop the initiative down to one for the charge attack. Doesn't increase any class damage or anything that, but uh, I did roll a total of eight. So that makes it one initiative cost, which means I arrive and get to roll my attack. What's his uh, vigilance set at? So Kane's vigilance is at a two. Uh, my dexterity is a four, which means that this counts as a surprise attack. He's at minus three to defend. I mean, he was already all types of fucks, so yeah. Yeah. I'll spend all three uh, strain I can to bring that to a eight, and I'm going to invoke my bond to Dylan and Jesse. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious since, you know, Jesse's here, and this is fucking Kane. Uh, that's three, so that's a total of 11. And he has to roll with minus three to defend. Jesus. I think that's everything I can do. I think that's all I can do for now. Okay, he's going to try and parry this. Good luck. He has no skills and he is completely dazed. Oh, so this, this is going to take away yet more initiative from him. But because he's cripplingly dazed, I can only put in one strain. Oh, God. How much damage am I taking? Adrian, you get eight degrees of success. Okay, first off, I seize the initiative. Mastery B of uh, as for the dead travel fast. Uh, if I get two or more degrees of success in a charge uh, with an enemy I hit, I gain seize the initiative as though I spent a memento mori without having to spend my memento mori I have. Uh, second off, I do eight slash two damage. So it's 16 slash two if I get eight degrees of success. Did we accidentally make a really good team? It really went well. Whole time I'm going, of course, like, oh, until I just have a chunk of cane. So what happens is, Adrian, you show up on the roof in a blur of fur and teeth and claws. Jesse, you see Adrian show up on the other side of the roof, opposite of you. Mm -hmm. And within the span of a heartbeat, not even a blink, he is right there sinking his teeth into... Kane's shoulder from behind. What does that actually do to Kane? The blood starts pouring from the shoulder wound, but in a display of sheer intent, it doesn't seem to slow him all that much as he tries to regain his focus and press onward, as it were. Does he have to roll for bleed, by the way? Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. He needs to roll for bleed. Whoops. Yeah, so, wait, you did 16 slash 4, which means a grand total of 20 damage. He's taking a minus 3 to the luck We do not fuck around. <laughs> We're the combat team. Woo! Yeah, sure. Whatever you say. So I rolled for bleed. I rolled a 2, but because Kane is already at a minus 3, that goes down to a minus 1. So he's bleeding. Woo! <laughs> Light bleeding. All right, so here's what happens. Adrian, you sink your fangs into Kane's shoulder, and the combination of physical pain coupled with the sheer mental trauma that he has just suffered single-handedly, combined with the mental trauma he has suffered from not one but two people, is enough to send his is enough to send the lizard brain part of his brain into I need to get out of here. This is too much pain mode. And what he does is he reaches up and grabs you by the scruff of the neck, Adrian, and tosses you to the ground, turns around, 
and leaps from this roof to the next roof to the next roof to the next roof and disappears. Bitch! Over the mental communication, I'm just like, that was easier than I thought it would be. He's supposed to be here so we could kick his ass. I don't know. After everything I saw, I'm I'm kind of cool with this outcome. If I'm if I'm being perfectly honest. DJ, what did Kane taste like? Okay, just wanted to share. Okay. Adrian is quiet and just staring in the direction Kane ran in. Like the fuck, the let's fuck. Just be, let's like. just be grateful that we didn't find out whether he was unkillable or not. Yeah, but he's probably going to come back when he's not so fucked. And we have round two. I would have preferred to kill. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I mean, we fucked him up pretty bad. Take him out real fast is better than him getting to reset himself, and we have to do that again. From what I saw in his head, it didn't seem like there was a lot of complex stuff going on there, and we might have a possible lead. He seems like a blunt instrument that you kind of got to point in a in a direction and just wait for the mayhem to occur. So you're saying he's got someone holding the lead out here? Holding the leash might be a bit of a stretch. More like, uh, more like throwing some chunks of meat in a direction and hoping he goes there. He is empty of head. Uh, not completely. It's full of homicidal rage, which can only be sated by... Homicide? Well, yes, but... Specifically, he seems to be being directed by someone named Mathieu Michaud. Okay, so we have... Actually, we should probably send that name out over the comms to see if they've... Yeah. This Before we continue, Chihiro, are you going back to your body at any point? Yeah, I'll do that now. All right, you fly back down the building and find your body. It has been left in a seated position against the side of a wall in a hallway a couple of floors down. I... Uh take out a flask and begin chugging it down as I text Tennessee. You text Tennessee the name and he initially replies with a thumbs up and you wait a few moments for the next reply. And then I, I'm as I uh, sort of cough a bit and uh, put a, the flask back in my jacket, I text oh yeah, also fucking Kane. Yeah, the cane. Tennessee responds with a really question mark exclamation point. Looked in his head. Pretty sure. As far as he knows, he's Kane. He's got thousands of years of memories that check out. Tennessee texts back. Join the rest of your team in brackets if you were separated. Close bracket. And then call me. Okay. I uh, sort of <laughs> panting get up to the top of the steps. Like, ah. Uh, 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 you? Uh, stairs, and then Chihiro's gonna take a cigarette out of her pocket, light it up. Uh, maybe wait a second before you add something that makes your breathing harder? <laughs> or not? Just fuck your lungs a second time. Cool. No, no, it's it's fine. It's fine. Can I continue to carry your body? Oh yeah, no, you're you're definitely gonna have to do that, and I actually I very much appreciate it. Adrian and Jesse, you see here just stumble out of the stairwell that leads to the roof. She looks like shit. Uh, yeah, Tennessee wants us to call him, and uh, she puts it on speaker and calls him up. All right, 
you call Tennessee and put the call on speaker. The phone rings for a little bit, and he picks up going, So what you're saying is, all of the stories that I read in Bible school are real. Well, I can't rightly say that all of them are real. Just, you know, a guy named Cain a long time ago did a murder on his brother Abel with a, the ass of a jawbone, and he's a mord. The ass of a jawbone? The, yeah, uh, you know what I mean. You know what I the The, the jaw of an assbone? No, that's not right. The jawbone of an ass. That's that's right. That's right. Uh, listen, it's it it it's it's uh, it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, it's it's a guy who killed his brother a long time ago. Is basically immortal. Has is filled with murderous, with constant murderous rage that he is compelled to partake in. Uh, I would say close enough to be if it quacks like a duck and looks like a duck, then it's probably Cain from the Bible. Right. Well, as much as that is deeply concerning to me and my faith, I have some more news for you. The name you sent over, Matthew Michaud, just so happened to be crucial to our investigation. You see, this man is the CEO of Applied Materials. Oh, fantastic. And we met his killdozer. Seems so. Except we fucked up his killdozer a little yeah. bit. Not yeah. Not completely. It, he's still alive, but he is well and mentally hurt. I will say, like, he didn't look to be that bad off physically. So I, I it seems more like mental attack is just something he doesn't know how to deal with. I will say, not sure it's going to even be possible to kill him normally. I mean, you told me I wasn't going to try to physically hit him until there was no other option. It seems like if we got him in a in the right conditions, containment wouldn't be too difficult. Um, he's supernaturally strong, supernaturally fast, based on our investigation. But um, with the right conditions, it wouldn't be too difficult to get him immobilized long enough to put him in some, I don't know, some special, like, titanium chains and, like, concrete. Something like that. I'll keep that in mind. You text me what you found later. For now, I have a bit of an update regarding your situation. I've been tracking you by satellite, and that camp that you left, y'all need to go back there. Uh, what now? Okay. So... I was taking a closer look at where y'all were, that old camp out in the forest to the north, in the, uh, in the north part of the island. And it turns out, if you had gone a bit further north, there appears to be some sort of cave there. A cave? Yeah. Hmm. So that we go the wrong direction. Well, I mean, we followed, we followed the guys who are most certainly dead now. I mean, um, yeah, they got. But doesn't that mean there's two monsters on the island now? Well, we have yet to confirm the presence of the other one, so... Oh yeah, that one could be anywhere, right? It could be anywhere. I haven't gotten news from the other cell of whether or not they found it on the ship yet, so just keep your eyes open. But well, I, what I'm saying is, there's more, to this, there's more to this island than just that one camp you found. Yeah, because they were studying stuff here for a while. While you were out being busy fighting this guy, I was taking a look 
over the whole island, and there appear to be multiple applied materials camps scattered all over the place. None of them have power. So do you have anything that you could throw to us that we could, like, get me on a computer that actually works? One moment. Hold on a minute. And you can hear him typing on a keyboard. Okay, so there appears to be another facility about a block down from you. So you need to head down to the foot of this apartment complex y'all are in and then go east a block. And there should be another facility set up in one of the abandoned apartment complexes. Or at least that's what I'm seeing because all of the other apartment buildings are overgrown and mossy. This is the only one that has satellite dishes and radio masts coming from it. Oh, nice. So we've got a cave and we've got a building. Wait, so. which one did Kane jump onto? Eh, it was multiple of them. He is probably long gone by now. I would not assume he's going to stay long gone, though, since I get the feeling he's going to be very upset that somebody kicked his ass and went round oh, two. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. He's going to take that as a personal challenge and insult based on what I saw in his head. I'm hoping that it'll be mostly you that he's pissed off with, you guys. I um, mean, yes, but that means that we need to be careful because we don't know how many hits to the brain we can give him before he's out of commission versus how many hits with that jawbone I can take to the head. Well, let's just hope that he's the type to lick his wounds before coming back. <laughs> Yeah, I guess we can hope that. That guy was honestly mental. Honestly, nothing. This guy is crazy. Whatever it is, you guys need to be careful out there. Y'all hear me? But you do have two avenues of investigation. Take your time and make sure you scope out everything you can about this island. Something, I don't know, it's just something feels off to me about this place. But Plymouthers can't just have set up here and then vanished, you know what I mean? Well, they sent their killing boy to tie up loose ends here so clearly there's something they didn't want us to find and that's our job to find it call me back when call me, call me back when you've made blah, blah. call me back when you've made more progress we'll do we'll do i mean we're close to the we're close to the apartment building might as well check it out first and then we can uh, we can check out the cave on the way back to the extraction area you guys want me to take a look? If you would be so kind. Yep. I am determined to not use my beat, my meat body for as many sessions in a row as possible. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, head over there and uh, go inside the building with my uh, astral body. And I go and make another Shahiro backpack because that's how we work. That's how we roll. And I follow along in dog form. We could all be in dog form. I don't have a dog form, actually. Would you like to have one? Actually, yeah, I'm pretty sure even what... Well, I could make... Yeah, both of us could make you a dog form. Uh, uh, thanks, but no thanks. Adrian and Jesse, the two of you make your way back down the stairs as Chihiro floats her way over to the other apartment building. Chihiro, as you get close, you can see that the communication equipment's on the roof. Looks fairly recent, fitting in with the timeline that you assume was the case when you first started investigating this island. There are a lot of antennae, there's even a small satellite dish up here, and all of them are connected via cables from each antenna and the satellite dish. They gather up into small bundles 
that then either feed through the same staircase they feed through the stairs that lead to the roof or drape off the side of the building and are clamped there by brackets. And as you float down through the roof of the building, you find that this place appears to be some sort of lamp facility that has been constructed here by Applied Materials. A lot of the apartment buildings have had their inner walls knocked down to make one big open concept laboratory space. And you can see that this has been done pretty much for every single floor. Interesting. Okay. And I would like you to make an investigation check with your cognition, please. I will do so. Gonna take a plus two in lieu of rolling, put the three temp strain in to make that a 10. With a 10, you come up with a couple of things. The first thing finds you at the bottom of the apartment building. As you see Jesse and Adrian making their way over from the other apartment building, you float through the wall and find that the ground floor here has been converted into storage space. There are a bunch of carts, some empty, some carrying empty plastic boxes. Some of them are carrying crates. There's also a forklift here. Tucked away in a corner of the ground floor is an apartment that has been opened up. You can see that the front wall of this apartment has been knocked down and replaced with a big chain gate. And this gate, you can see, is controlled by a keycard lock. You see a little keycard reader on the side of the gate. I'm going to briefly laugh at the attempt to keep the door closed and just go right through it. You float through and you find that within this space sits several large containers. They are rectangular, big metal boxes. They look like crates. They look like the kinds of cases that you would assume carry sensitive equipment. Mm, interesting. However, when you go to open one of them, your hand passes through the clasp. I mean, yes, I'm going to put my head through instead. You put your head through the top of the case, and inside you see a large collection of strange-looking black crystals. Don't it looks touch like that. Don't touch are... that. I'm not going to touch it. Jesus. No, that's, I, I'm pretty sure that's the thing that fucked up the plane I was in. I'm surprised the plane didn't just fucking crash. No touchy to black crystals. And Jesse immediately stops and like gets on the phone with boss man. Look, look, look. Chihiro is not... Chihiro has been at this a while. She's not going to touch the weird thing. Hey, listen. Chances are those are a different kind of crystal. But still don't touch them. <laughs> and either way, that one just like absorbed flesh. Nothing with, like you know, soul. It was making people one with a plane. I sure the fuck don't want to become one with one of the buildings here. Anyways, I would use my phone, but I don't have thumbs. Or my phone, it's kind of inside of me right now. Let's, let's not think about that too hard. So, Jesse, you get on the phone and you call Tennessee. Tennessee picks up after two rings and he goes, Hello. We found black crystals. Uh, I don't know if they're the same ones, but um, there's a vault full of them. A vault? Wait, black crystals. Hold on a second. Uh, can you send me a picture? Uh, we haven't opened the vault with a human body, and I really didn't want to. I mean, we can. I can still pick most locks, but... I'm guessing Chihiro's the one that found this initially. Yeah, we're still, we're still playing the weird game. We're still playing video games with her brain. All right, well... Can you tell Chihiro to describe these black crystals? Because other than your plane, I have received reports of other 
crystalline substances being discovered in this investigation. And, and I need to confirm which is it. Oh, there's more than one type. Yeah, I go ahead and just give a detailed description. Jesse, you basically parrot Chihiro as she tells you about these black crystals. And you tell Tennessee that there is a moment of quiet as you can hear papers flipping and tapping on keys on what you assume would be a keyboard. And then he says, All right, well, I think I know what we're looking at here. So it turns out our team over in Europe recently conducted an investigation into a mining company in Finland called Hanukainen Mining. And what they were doing over there essentially was mining the same sort of black crystalline ore that I assume is sitting in one of those boxes that you hear was floating over. Is that correct? Uh, I'm going to get confirmation. So I get confirmation and say affirmative Ghost Rider. Um, well, if it's the same substance. And there is a cave. And they were mining here. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, the implications are, well, not good. You see, what the team in Europe found was that this black crystalline substance, to put it in their words, is the dried blood of dead gods. Hey, hold on a second. Before I continue, is the phone on speaker? Actually, yes. That fixes everything. Yes. I would like all of you to make a horror check, please. First roll, and it's three pluses. Hell yeah. <laughs> ha! Plus two. Not as good as yours, but not bad. I think a five should be enough for this. I mean, it's it's crystalline blood of a dead god. It's not it's not the worst thing ever possible, right? It's just the implications. I can't be that bad, and I only have so much spiritual strain. I'm actually a spiritual strain tank. I'm mentally fucked, but like physically. Uh, so we got seven. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and take a plus two to get a seven. All of you pass, standing to lose three preventable sanity damage. Yay! Yay! I'm still in safe zone because I have too much fucking sanity shit. I'll spend two spiritual train to make sure I don't get wounded. I'll just spend one to get rid of all of it. The implications of that statement that Tennessee just gave you are chilling, to say the least. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 cool. I want to pay raise. Let me leave here. I want to pay raise. I'm negotiating now. I do believe that it's up to HR, but uh, try not to touch that stuff. The last agent that did had a real nasty vision. Yikes. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I don't think I want to do that. Can you guys, uh, you guys can, um, you guys can come up here and, take a look at all this, but there's one more thing in the building that I need to check out. Cool. I'll make sure I have a team pick up after you guys finish. They'll clear the whole island and pick up all the things that you mark. I, I would really love for our job not to feel like us playing uh, Russian roulette with our entire existence sometimes. Uh, yeah, I mean... I know it's what we do, but that was not... What God did... The... No, no, I'm not going to question it because that will make part of my brain think touching it's a good idea. And I know that's not it, but like, what? <sighs> Look, we can uh, we can leave the eggheads to figure out which god exactly it is. But, you know, that's life. Life is playing Russian roulette with your existence. 
even if you're not part of Orpheus. So, anyway, um, DJ, you said there was a second thing in the building that caught my eye. What was it? This has been Applied Materials. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you to Jonah for playing Chihiro, Chanel for playing Jesse, Aurora for playing Adrian. Do follow the show at Applied Mats on Twitter to keep up with the podcast, and I will see you in the next episode. Good night. The investigation continues as the Bloodhounds head towards the mysterious cave they found earlier. The trail only leads into deeper mysteries and a startling revelation that comes from an unexpected source. Next time on Of Mice and Monsters Part 2.